Hello, everybody. Welcome back to this week's episode of What Are We Doing? with your hosts, Becca and Ari. What are we doing? We are so sorry, everybody, for the <laughs> delay in episodes. I would like to say um, Ari has learned a lot in the last couple days. <laughs> Honestly, this is truly all my fault and my lack of technical knowledge. Um, I just think it's funny because like, I barely know what I'm doing and like... I don't know how it still works sometimes. I think Ari's just getting the bad luck because, like, I feel like we have the same knowledge. No, you're really good at all this, you know, sound, audio stuff, video <laughs> stuff. This is really Ari, your, do you want to know why? This is your realm of expertise. This is not mine. Do you want to know why? Why? It's because back in um, high school, I made those sick beats. <laughs> do you remember? <laughs> Yes. Basically, long story short, this man in high school asked me if I wanted to make some sick beats with him. And we were very um, uncertain why Becca was um, had a crush on this guy. It was very yeah. out of the blue. But he asked her to come over and make some sick beats, which was not actually a sexual <laughs> request. It was it a kind legitimate of sounds request. Like- yeah, it sounds like it would be sexual, but it was, like, actually, he just wanted to, like, mix some sound. Um, I didn't do it, guys, but I do feel like it would have really helped me in the podcast game, so maybe I should have. I feel like that was a mistake. I know. Honestly, the issues we've been having so far is purely, you know, with our mics, and first time I didn't <laughs> have my mic on, now I have... The the last time we tried to record, I had my mic on, but for yeah. some reason it made me sound like a chipmunk. And you did we, sound like a chipmunk. I, yeah, I did, and so we were trying to figure out so... Like, we were trying to figure, out, figure this out for so long, but mm-hmm. um, it did not work out. So that's why we're no. recording. Now, we are so sorry to our loyal, loyal fans. But don't worry, we would never abandon you. Ever. No, never. We may have taken a couple days off and then a couple weeks off, but we are obviously back. Don't think that during our little hiatus we weren't thinking about you guys every single second of the day because we were. But, you know, times are tough these days. Yeah. Well, we're going to start off how we usually start off, with some highs and lows. It's been a while since we've recorded, so I'm excited to hear what your... Actually, you know what? I'm excited to hear what your low is, but hit me with a low. So this is kind of boring, but I don't really have a low right now. Oh, I think my low is that... So I've actually two lows. I went from like zero to two, really, but not bad. I mean, so my sister Alex is really sick, and we think she might have COVID. I mean... Good thing I don't. She's at school in Wisconsin. Yeah, she's miles away. So um, she's sick. So that sucks. I feel horrible for her. Ugh. And um, also, yeah, COVID is not a myth. COVID is real. No, um, it exists. And then also, my espresso machine is broken at work. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that oh really God. is like my life is is going really great right now. To be honest, could so, you imagine Alex listening to this and you're like, I have zero lows, none of none of the above are my lows, and then you're like, actually, just kidding, uh, little sister met up COVID, so that's definitely low. <laughs> that's yeah. so funny. Yeah, and my Alex, espresso machine is broken. We're praying for you. Yeah, okay, pray for yes, Alex. It's 2020. Yeah. Justice for Alex. I hope she beats this horrible virus. Um, and also justice for Ari's espresso machine. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. It has been broken 
this company that I work at has so many resources and this espresso machine, (laughs) this espresso machine has been broken for a month. I am sorry. Uh, what during this time you could have like looked up how to fix an espresso machine and could have fixed it yourself i know but you shouldn't have to (laughs) i'm gonna put in a complaint with hr yeah i think that's honestly on the top list of your priorities um on the opposite spectrum of ari i couldn't pick a low (laughs) (laughs) just too many there's just everything's going down the drain no i'm just kidding things have actually been pretty good one thing i am a little um disappointed about is that like the thanksgiving the thanksgiving i meant to say the holidays and like thanksgiving's coming up yeah and it's kind of sad this year because like i don't think anyone really knows what to do it's not like we can have like huge you know family gatherings i mean i'm sure we probably could but like not covid friendly ones you know yeah you know what i kind of take back my lows now because i feel like they were super superficial and like (laughs) but no i no, i loved them i loved them but i do i do agree you know what my low is that like there's no world peace and like everything's just but it is really you know hard because thanksgiving is a really fun i mean we won't jump to like christmas and hanukkah yet but thanksgiving specifically really we won't i mean look at my decorations i'm talking specifically about thanksgiving first i know it looks amazing i said that um thanks but it was really a time that I was so excited to go home, see my friends, see my family. Right. And then also, um, you know, a lot of times there's like the Wednesday Thanksgiving Eve where you go out to a bar and like drink and Oh yeah, Black Wednesday, is that what Blackout Wednesday. And just Blackout Wednesday. Don't, I don't get that. It's and it's sad, but you know what? It just Yeah. It is what it is. But there was there is news of a vaccine. Did you hear about it? I did hear about that. And I am very excited that there is maybe a glimmer of hope that's, on the horizon. Well, that's what I said. I said something. I, I said, um, I just wrote to my friends, you know, I'm so excited. You know, I just, you know, read something about it. And, you know, they brought up all the real stuff, like logistically this and getting right, it. And you right. don't even know if it's going to work. And I'm like, okay, yes, yes, yes. I get all of that. But I'm going to choose to just yeah. right now. It's, I feel like we were just traveling in so much ambiguity and it was like a mist yes. in front of us. And now I feel like that's clearing up a little bit because at least, you know, they've either got the vaccine or they're really, really close. Right. Exactly. So on, on you know, on that note, let's talk about some highs going on in our life because yes. we all need a little bit of positivity. Of course. And I don't know if you all um, follow me on Instagram. If you don't, this is a shameless plug. But I went to St. Louis this past weekend, and it was my first time back since, you know, graduating in quotation marks, because did we actually do that? Um, And it just really made me feel so happy to see college friends and, like, I don't know, it just kind of, like, put me back like I was in college and just, like, gave me, you know, the little bit of courage I needed to carry on through this COVID time. Like, I was starting to get to a low low, and this really just brought me right back up. Um, And yeah, I was COVID friendly, everybody. I, like wore masks, distanced, like I was safe about it, but it was a great trip. And I recommend if it's possible for all of you to do something that is obviously COVID friendly, but really boost your spirit because we all need it during these times. We all do need it. That is, that's so fun for you. you. You got to be young again, young and free. You know what? I got to go back to my youth. <laughs> I got to just go back to those college days. Yeah. I saw my college roommate. It was great. Oh, that's so fun. What about you, bud? Do you have any highs? I have a lot of highs. This is 
Yeah, I was gonna I'm say. I'm like riding on a high. Thriving. Um, so first and foremost, I really, really love my job. It's such a cool feeling. I mean, not every day is gonna be amazing. Like, there's obviously gonna be off days, right? But it's a really amazing feeling to be excited to go into work every day. Like, I think during yes. my vacation, I'm legit gonna miss work. Like, that's how much I really like it. That's a good feeling. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, I loved it today. My friend and I stayed later just to like hang and talk to our boss because he's like the coolest guy ever. Um, and it just. I don't know. It's just, it's just a really great, it just fills, fills me with warmth and excitement. Um, also my, one of my best friends, Emily is coming in to visit Mm me, um, on Friday. Emily in Paris? No, not Emily in Paris. Um, but she's coming to visit me on Friday. So I'm really, really excited about that. Um, so fun. And then also my third high is that oh I know so many, I'm like my hundredth high. Um, no, but, uh, but I'm watching, um, this show called Heart of Dixie on Netflix, which you have to watch. I know you've told me and too. I watch it every night and it's really cute and fun and I'm just getting really far into it and I love it. But what I will say is I'm a little nervous about my highs because don't you feel like when things are good, you're like, Oh, something has to go bad. Mm. So I feel like I'm trying to get out of yeah. that mindset and just be like, okay, enjoy what's going on right now know that you know life is not always going to be like perfect but just kind of try to enjoy enjoy the ride wow that's really insightful and i'm really happy that you have so many highs and you know what i'm just happy to see you thriving thank you bud speaking of um loving our jobs and you know working did, oh yeah you did this your high. Just episode kidding, yeah clearly no, you didn't listen i was listening <laughs> i'm I just promise. kidding I'm just kidding. Um, This week's episode was brought to my attention from a viewer by the name of Cindy Schwab. We mentioned her in the last episode. She's the queen of cursive. Um, I think that should just be her name from now on, like queen of cursive, because that's what I've been calling her. Yeah. I'm honestly, it's such an honor. You have really made it. She's the queen of cursive. She has. To be crowned the queen of cursive on the What Are We Doing podcast (laughs) is, it's an honor like no other. Nobel Peace Prize getaway. Yeah, no, the queen of cursive. So Schwab is the queen of cursive, and she also sent in a lovely recommendation. Well, actually, I kind of stole this off her private story. She didn't mean for it to be a podcast topic, but when I told her I would talk about it, she was like 100% team, you know, go team. And it's about, like, differences between our generation and maybe, like, our parents' generation in the workplace. Such an interesting, interesting topic because it is, while there are some similarities, it is very different very and that's become very apparent in kind of you know talking with my mom about like my job versus her job and all of that stuff so I once again came prepared with the guiding questions you are just such a queen of guiding questions (laughs) the queen of cursive and the queen of guiding you're the queen of guiding (laughs) questions also the queen of segues yes queen of segues um first of her name and I'm and then Schwab is the queen of cursive first of her name ruler of the cursive land and ari is the queen of messing everything the, up <laughs> i oh, feel like I i'm the jester queen of- like the court jester <laughs> <laughs> the clown. no but you are the queen of espresso machines needing to be working thank you that that's is such you. an honor actually you know what i think you're just like the queen of coffee i maybe well, i love coffee i just love coffee yeah 
Well, you know, we'll, we'll think of a name for you. You'll be titled soon. Don't worry. Oh, I can't wait. We can't all be. <laughs> we can't all be that We can't special. all be held to the highest honor. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, my first queen of guiding questions question is instant gratification. Is this something that you feel like you kind of need in your professional career? Or are you more of like, a, I know I'm doing a good job. I don't need to be told. You know? So I am an instant gratification whore. <laughs> um, Queen of instant gratification. I, but it's actually a problem in just like my life in general, as I've done a lot of soul searching. Okay. I love instant gratification. Yeah. I crave instant gratification. If we had to do that marshmallow mm-hmm. test, I'd be eating like 500 marshmallows. You know where they do the marshmallow test with the kids and they leave one marshmallow and they say, if you wait till I get back, then you'll get another marshmallow and they oh, check if they can mm-hmm. wait to eat. No, I would be eating that marshmallow. I would gobble it down in one bite. Like the one that... Kylie did with her yes. with Stormy, and it was like so cute. Yeah, so it tests basically a kid's instant gratif- like need for instant gratification, like ability sure. to be self controlled. No, 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 listen and be patient. I love, love instant gratification. I want to be told I'm doing a good time at all. I'm doing a good job at all times, which is really probably unhealthy. Yeah. So I've been actually working on it and being like, I, I've become I think more confident in myself to say. You know what? I I know I'm doing well and I'm confident in my decisions and in my work that I can be okay with it. But no, I love instant gratification in every form of my life. Literally the other day, I actually, did you see I dyed my hair a little bit blonder? Um, Yeah, I did. Don't tell No, she she knows. (laughs) Oh. Ari told me not to tell her mom. Um, well, at first, no, don't. I was nervous she wouldn't like it, but but no, mom. But but she ended up liking it and respecting, you know, I think she realizes now that I am an adult and, you know, I do get to make my own decisions. So if I want to dye my hair, whatever color, it's kind of, it's like my money and my, you know, you kind of inspired me. I'm going to, but anyway, so I really like it, but I was looking for an appointment. They're like, well, we have one tomorrow and we have one next week. Mm -hmm. And I was like, tomorrow, you know? And I'm just like, do I need to do it tomorrow? No, it's probably more inconvenient, but I, you know, I was just like, I want it tomorrow. Just that's with everything in my life. I want to be told that I'm liked. I want to be told that I'm yeah. doing a good job right away. But I think that just comes with age and with experience, just learning to be like, okay, yeah, I can gratify myself in a non-sexual way. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, no, in a sexual I totally way, way too. Do, and do, I, what it, do what you got to do. Yeah. To each his own, not going to yuck your yum. Um, but I also feel the same way. I also, I feel like, especially with like generational things, like we're just constantly being, or like we kind of grew up in an environment where we had knowledge at our fingertips. We were always kind of being reassured. Like that's just kind of like what our generation was and currently is. So I think it's very normal that like we take that into, you know, our workplace and I'm the same way. Like if my, if no one at work tells me I'm doing a good job, I'm like automatically like, so I'm, so I'm getting fired tomorrow. Uh, I could not be doing yeah, I was like, I could not be doing any worse. This is great. But actually, um, I think like last week or something, my boss said like something looked great. And I was like, that's all I needed. That's <laughs> I can all ride that I needed for the next little bit. Yeah, I was like, catch me in another six months and tell me if I'm doing okay. Because, But great I do for think me. that also leads into the fact that, you know, my mom and dad and grandparents, you know, everyone 
always taught me that, you know, you're not going to be happy right away when you get, a lot of times when you get your first job, you're kind of doing the bitch work and you're doing the entry level jobs are never the glamorous jobs or anything like that. It's usually, you know, you're kind of Mm -hmm. scrubbing the toilets. I mean, not really. I mean, maybe you are and that's great. Do your thing. But, um, you know, you're kind of doing all the bitch work, the getting the coffee, the cleaning the cabinets or the, you know, just looking at spreadsheets for hours and hours and ends or hopping on pointless calls. But, you know, they've said, you know, your generation is so obsessed with being happy at work and happy all the time that they don't know that, you know, it takes a while and that you have to pay your dues before you get there. And I agree with that to an extent because there's, there's two parts of me. There's part of me that's like, I completely agree. Like you have to pay your dues. You have to work hard. It's not always going to be fun. So, you know, till you get to where you want to go. However, I do think there's another aspect where I'm like, life is so short and I do work is literally nine to five Monday through Friday, which takes up most of your life. Mm -hmm. I want to be happy in what I'm doing, Mm -hmm. you know, or some relatively happy. I'm not saying all projects are going to be amazing, whatever. But if I can have a good work environment and be, you know, mostly happy or content in my work life, then then that's what I want. Like, I don't want to be going in miserable every day just because I have to pay my dues till I get somewhere in five years. That just, it doesn't do it for me. Yeah. I'd rather be happy than make a shit ton of money. No, I agree. And I also think that if you're at a company where like, oh, you know that you'll be happy at in five to seven years, you really have to take a step back and think like, okay, but is that, like, how do I know I'm going to be happy in five to seven years? You know what I mean? Like, anything could happen, and at that point, is it worth wasting five to seven years of your life to maybe get to that position and think, this wasn't everything I wanted it to be? Yeah, I'm making a lot of money, but I don't have a social life because I couldn't go out the past five to seven years because I was busting my ass for this position that I don't even want anymore. So I think it's all about balance. Like, I'm not joking. When I say I've highly considered quitting my job and going to work in the Mediterranean (laughs) on a boat, like... I I might do it, and like that's that's okay because that's my idea of I could so being happy. Like my that. idea of being happy, and right, but uh, me too. And I think like if your idea of being happy is at a certain company at a certain position, you should be happy within any position at that company. You know, like what what the position change isn't going to change the company you're working for. And if you're not happy with the company for the first five years, why are you all of a sudden going to be happy? After yeah, the and, I, and I also think sense? that that leads into another big difference between our generation, our parents' generation, is that we place a really big emphasis on work-life balance and, you know, our mental health. <gasps> That's my next oh my God, point. Perfect. We're so in sync today. Um, I love these but I think we do place a lot more of an emphasis on work-life balance. I know my work is all over it and they're yes. like, take your vacation time. You know, they've taught us how to, I mean, my work's like yeah. insane a little bit, but they've taught us how to meditate and like do yoga. But but a lot right. of works now realize the importance of you being happy and your best self at work for uh, on your pro- productivity yes. and with your team as a whole. So I think that's something we just as a generation value more. I completely agree. And I think like my mom was saying, she's like, well, when I started out work, I had like one vacation day and I'm like, okay, great. But like you also were in a different time. Like we have been taught, you know, in order to be happy, you need to be okay with yourself and you need to be, you know, mentally happy, physically happy, emotionally happy, just all of, you know, everything. And in order to do that, like 
we need to be happy where we're working and where we're spending a lot of our time. And we have to have a good work-life balance because work isn't everything. Like when I get home from work, I close my laptop, close my phone, and I don't check it until I get to the office the next day. And that's just my way of like, yeah, like spending time on myself because I also know that like I'm such like a perfectionist. Like if I let myself even look at my phone or computer when I'm technically, you know, off, off work, I would find something to do and then do it. And then I'm just like kind of like blending the two. And then then it just gets to a slippery slope where all of a sudden you're working all the time and you're not prioritizing yourself. that's why also a lot of people now, nowadays versus, you know, older generations, you know, a lot of people don't stay at one job all the time. You know, a lot of times people be like, oh, this is just your first job. You know, you'll bounce around. You'll, people have had three, four jobs, you know, since the time, you know, if they're, you know, by the time they're 30 and sometimes even more. Right. And I think that's also different because both my parents, kind of had their jobs and just kind of stayed in their jobs. And I think a lot of parents are like that. Maybe they yeah. switch once or they stay in the same field. Or they stayed or in the same company. The same yeah. field. But, you know, that's not always the case. A lot of times um, people, you know, will jump around different positions, but different, also completely different role, like jobs in general, um, different careers. Yeah. Just because I think we... Like my mom went to school for journalism and now she's doing marketing. Like, yeah, I mean, my mom went to school to be a doctor and then she ended up being advertising agent, then or advertising whatever yeah. agent, and then she went to then she made K-pops for a little bit and now she's an amazing real estate agent. Like she bounced around like right. crazy, but but actually she worked in advertising for a long, 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 long time. And it was kind of her first job right out of art school. And then she just kind of kept it. Whereas Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people now are kind of like, oh, I tried this for a little while. Now I'm going to try this. And I think we're all just trying, we're more trying on, we don't, I feel like with the older generations, this is the metaphor I'm going for. A lot of times they would kind of put on a, put on a pair of jeans. And if it didn't really fit quite right, they would keep stretching in them and stretching in them and stretching in them till they eventually yeah. fit and just kind of ride it out with those pair of jeans. Whereas us, I feel like more we're trying on a, a bunch of different pairs of jeans to be like, oh, which one fits the best and which one makes me feel the best rather than just right. like sticking it out and trying to wear in this one pair of jeans, you know, that makes sense. No, I, that's Thank a you. great metaphor and I couldn't agree more. And I think honestly... Like, if I've learned anything from, you know, myself or my parents, it's that, like, at the end of the day, you know, when you, you know, unfortunately pass away. (laughs) Sucks. Like, all you have is yourself. I know. Like, all you have is yourself. You don't have those jobs you worked. You have no, like, what's the word? You have no loyalties to anyone but yourself. Like, at the end of the day, think about it. Like, all you got is you. So you got to make yourself happy and you got to prioritize yourself. And a lot of that comes from where you're spending a lot of your time. So I think that's why like our generation is just a lot more, you know, willing to try everything and, you know, prioritizing ourselves because we value our worth and we know our happiness and we're like not and, going to and settle. Also, if that makes sense. But on the other side of the coin, really quick, while we're, you know, prioritizing mental health and, you know, there's insane maternal leave and vacation time, whatever. Mm-hmm. There's also this newfound competitiveness that is legit insane. Hundred percent. I freaking hate the LinkedIn culture. Basically, you know, when it's I talk crazy. to my 
parents, other people's parents, older people. You're like, yeah, you know, during the during the summers, I entered at a clothing shop where I kind of did some things here and there, and then oh yeah, you know, I I applied for a few jobs and got one, and then found it, you know, it just kind of like that. Now it is literally, it's so hard to get a job. <laughs> I mean, yes, we're in COVID, so it makes it even more hard, but. Even no, but before, even before. Like, I, I was like, "There's, it's going to take me so long to get a job because every person, literally every person's resume is like, oh yeah, I've, you think you're like, oh, I've, I have a pretty good resume. I've, you know, worked, you know, done a couple internships. No. no, no. These people have like solved cancer. They've found world peace. They literally, literally have created. And they've also stopped climate they have change. Created like they've a done it all. Apps. They have written books. They have started foundations. I mean, they are president all while having six internships and on the every side. Club, like, and it's just, it's so much more competitive yeah. nowadays. Like I was talking to my cousin who's younger and she's like, dude, I have to have this internship and I have to do this and I have to take these classes and this, whatever. And I'm like, oh my God. I literally, when I was in college, oh my which God. I mean, I'm happy I got the job I did now, but it was harder to find a job. My focus was like, yeah. I just want to do well in school and have somewhat of a social life. And that's, that was good for me. But exactly. now everyone needs to be president of every club and you have to have, and then you have to start networking and talking to all these mm-hmm. people and you have to, and it's so much stress. Like the amount of people I reached out on LinkedIn and the amount of rejections I got, I I think oh I told God. this story, I might've told it when our microphones didn't work but I went to a a super day once (laughs) where literally you to say like you to stand in front of the whole executive board and say three things that you know were that made you special and I was like oh well or where you make an impact and I was like well you know I am a sister so I, I like to be a mentor and I was a rush counselor also that feeds into the mentoring I'm pretty well traveled I used to do theater and these people were like, well, basically, I started a new branch of my company in Costa Rica. I added per- this percent of sales. See this flowchart. Oh, where I added this percent of sales onto Pepsi's total revenue last year. I wrote a, a New York Times bestselling book about mental health. I started a $200,000 foundation. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, I look like such an idiot. But the thing is, is that it's just it's not enough these days. It's not enough just to, you know, be smart, be a good person, do well in school and get a job. That doesn't happen. You have to literally run yourself into the ground in order to not only get a job, but now to like get into college. I mean, it's crazy. And I, and I don't, I definitely think it was competitive when our parents were younger, but I definitely think it's crazy now. Oh yeah. No, my parents were saying like, you know, going to college kind of guaranteed you a job when they were younger. Like, if you went to college and you had a college degree, you got a job. Like, that's just kind of how it was. And now it's like, no, no, no. You not only have to be college educated, you have to literally take 20 internships and cure cancer and also adopt 16 children along the way. So it's honestly crazy. And LinkedIn doesn't help because everyone just posts about all their amazing accomplishments. I saw the funniest meme that was like different types of headaches and it was like, it showed the different (laughs) spots lighted up on the brain and one was like hypertension, one whatever. And then the whole head was all light lit up. And it said, when someone on LinkedIn says, I am thrilled to announce. Thrilled to announce. (laughs) Oh my God. We're all guilty of it, but like, ugh. 
It's I horrible. Like, I will humbly say that I thank you to everyone who helped me with I'm this I'm so journey. excited to announce that I've accepted it. I'm like, Jesus. I saw one. I don't know if you... Everyone, I don't know if, shut up. I don't know if you look at these posts, bud, but my LinkedIn feed is like all like influencer, like LinkedIn influencers, and it's people just like oh posting these like sob stories about why they hired that single mother who was breastfeeding on the Zoom call. Like, yes. like literally. And then I saw one that was like, that was like LinkedIn influencers be like, I was late to my interview today because I saw a stray dog crying on the streets. So what did I do? <laughs> Instead of going to my interview, I helped that stray dog. I brought them water and I got them a home. I'm late to my interview by a couple hours and I show up. You'll never guess who the interviewer is. That stray dog. Like, <laughs> It's just—it's so true. It's literally so dumb. It's, but you know, uh, it, you do honestly, what you have to do to get by. Don't hate do the game. You like to you got to play the game. Play the game. Get the results. But oh my god, I'm glad that we have very similar views on this. And now on to a lighter. Oh no, that the phrase I was going for is "don't hate the player, hate the game" or something. What is that? It. Yeah, but I think now it's just hate the game and the player, but still play the game. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, so true. I have so many phrases that I try to say where I'm like, "the baby's leading the babies." Yeah, and I know the phrases, but they're just not there. You know what? Okay, Sometimes yeah. you get a little nervous on podcasts. I do too. I um, do. I get like podcast anxiety. I know. Me too. Because of all of our audience, I just want them to know that we're educated and we can speak. <laughs> and we have a vocabulary. Um, but speaking of some uh, some more mindless, you know, topic of conversation, I think we're all following along the horrible journey that is the Bachelorette. But it just got better because Tasha has landed and she's really just made it all amazing again. Do you agree? I feel like. Oh wait, we didn't even sing. Da, 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 da. What's, what's poppin'? Poppin'? No, no, we di- we're not harmonizing anymore. Remember, it's just what's poppin'? What's poppin'? Okay, okay, ready? Da. One, two, three. What's poppin'? What's poppin'? Maybe I'll like edit that and make it work. We'll see. Either way, I think it's kind of. I feel like we should get little music. That's like music. Yeah, I was you know gonna let you know. We when you're home for Thanksgiving, we should record those. You know? Oh, that's a good idea. Like, um, and I can like maybe make them like actually sound good. Oh, cool. Yeah. You'd have to do a lot of auto-tune on my part. <laughs> and my part. Um, Anyways, Tisha has but, arrived for The Bachelorette. But I feel like this season is literally following the same trajectory, maybe a little bit faster, but like COVID. I feel like Claire was literally just crashing and burning, all the, all the everything falling apart. And then Tisha's yeah. like sometime in the future when COVID is ended and just like, like a glimpse of so, hope. It's literally, you're just, she's such a breath of fresh air. I really hope she continues to be good because I mean, she is exactly what we all needed. I completely agree. I don't know about you though. I'm finding the show a very difficult to watch only because it feels like it goes on for six hours. Like I'm not joking. It does. Whenever I go check or whenever I like hit, you know, next commercial, I'm like, how the freak is there still an hour and a half left? Like, I've just seen the entire show. But what I will say is I am going a little stir-crazy with having it still be at La Quinta. La Quinta. I know, La Quinta. It is making it a little bit harder to watch because you want them to be going on these crazy trips and crazy rides and doing stuff, but you know they're just, like, all there. And, I mean, they're doing the best with what they can do, so I'm I'm happy they're filming it 
you know, at all. Oh, but yeah, me like, too. Mm, like, I can't even imagine. To, like, the cliffs of Dublin or whatever. Yeah, girls look cool. I can't even, like, they're literally horseback riding next to the spa where Claire got engaged. Like, it is the most random things. And, like, the fireworks all the boys are seeing. Like, it just seems very, it kind of just takes me back to early quarantine vibes. And I... I feel bad for the boys. And I mean, I feel bad for myself watching it, but I feel really bad for the boys. I didn't feel like this when they did Love Island, though. I mean, I guess because they're in a villa. Well, no, anyways. yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think it's because they're always in the same spot. Whereas, like, The Bachelorette, they're known for, the like, travel, their locations. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like Claire and Dale, th- like, I-, I-, I feel bad she's gotten so much hate, but I'm sorry, she's so annoying. And she literally <laughs> gives me sick. I, I'm sorry, Claire. I don't know you. You could be an amazing person. But if you listen to this, Claire. Um, but she just gives me <laughs> such psycho vibes. And they did when they did the sit down, like the oh, I after know final exactly rose, where you're going with everyone, this. I know. Well, everyone was, first of all, like, we don't want to see you. We want to see Tasha. And yeah. she was, they're like, what do you want? And she's like, babies. <gasps> oh, my and God. I know. And the thing is. It, it, when she's like babies, Dale whatever. didn't even say that. Dale was like, you could um, tell uh, Dale there was. There's so many. The I would say the one good thing that's come out of Claire's memes part is the memes. Hundred yes. percent. There's so many that are like Dale, blink twice if you're in danger. Yes. <laughs> like Dale, we never even heard you say you want to get engaged. Like next thing we just saw Neil Lane ring and then you're down on one knee. Like, are you okay? Yeah. The ones that are like so next Dale thought he was signing up for the Bachelorette. Really thought really ended up unmarried at first sight. Honestly, I feel bad for him because, like, I don't think any of us would have been mad if Chris Harrison was like, and now you guys can just go date and we'll bring in Tasha. Like, I really do not know I why the that engagement would be happened. So much more natural, so yes. much better for. I mean, I know Claire was ready to literally like pop out babies with him and like right away oh because she literally was. I've never seen a girl fiend for a guy that hard. Especially on, like, she really national simped. television, and I've seen all the Love Islands. I mean, she oh, really fiended ever. for him, and I just feel like he was kind of just thrust into all this and wasn't given a yeah. choice. And I mean, maybe he does feel the same way, but I mean, a poor guy. I mean, he was really. He said, I think that he wanted his aspirations. He did an interview where he was like, "Oh yeah, I want to be Ryan Seacrest," or he's very into modeling. And I'm like, so of course he went on to the show, maybe yeah. to find love, but also to be like, hey, this could probably further my career. And then all right. of a sudden now he's engaged and he was like, what is, he's so lost in the sauce right now. He definitely like just agreed to go on The Bachelorette, told Claire he was falling in love with her. And then the next thing you know, he's like married with kids. Like, I just don't understand. Like, quick I don't turnaround. People would like Claire. Like when these guys are like, oh, Claire. I'm like, oh my god, bye. Claire. Like, I just don't understand when that guy I left know. because he was in love. I mean, I get she made him Jason. I think his name was going to confess really, to murder. Yeah, literally, yes, literally that kind of date. But I don't understand <laughs> Broke how up he his parents fall in love with her. From I feel I can understand that. how he'd be resentful or upset because he oh, be confessed pissed. to you know really opened yeah. up on that date and she wasn't even there. Um, but right. I don't I don't understand how anyone's like in love with her. I mean I get no. being in love with Tasha right away because I mean first of all she's oh I'm in love stunning. with Tasha and yeah. she's got just like a great level headed demeanor where she's funny but she's also she's very much also that she's she's. A lot like a politician, and that if you see yeah, her you never know which way she's like in her interviews. 
they're like, so what is with, with this? And she's like, you'll have to wait and see. Or she, they're like, how yeah. soon after did you quarantine? She's like, I don't know. All the days just blur together. And she just, she's really good at giving dodging those questions with the guys. Yeah. You can tell she's very, I feel like she's in love with every single one. Well, that's what she's really good at kind of ha- having yeah. a little bit of a poker face. Whereas Claire, I mean, yeah. there was, you, you, you didn't have to guess with Claire. When Claire told Chris, she's like, I've respected the process the entire time. I was like, no, you haven't. And then even Chris was like, well, you kind of blew it up. But, like, I'm sorry. Claire has not respected the process in the slightest. If you respected the process, fake your way to the end and then choose Dale. I love all the memes about Chris Harrison being the hardest man working on television right now. The hardest working man on television. But I think one thing that did upset and thing that I do think was wrong that wasn't on Claire's part is you know Blake I don't like Blake I cannot Blake stand him. M he's the guy with the weird beard that looks like the the yes the lion like from bear. Madagascar yeah he looks like a teddy bear uh, so he basically he was like the second choice of Claire's but he wasn't even in the same realm as Dale I mean no. like he was second choice but I mean he, he was, thought he was though but but anyways he. When Claire dumped all the guys, he made this comment where he was like, I invested in her. I bought a book about <gasps> Alzheimer's so I could learn about oh, her mom, whatever. And I'm like, I dude, know. no one asked you to buy a book on Alzheimer's to learn about her mom. She, she'll probably, re- the bachelor will probably refund you for that. Like, don't say that. Literally. It was like a gross comment of like, well, you owe me almost because I bought this book to understand weird. about your mom. I'm like, okay, like, bro. Come on. So that kind of like, pissed me off. Mm. But I do like with kind of jumping again to Tasha. I do like that we're really getting to actually know these guys. Before it was just like a group yes. of random guys who didn't even know their names. And then Clarendale. But now we're actually kind like of getting now a real I actually season. Know them. Yeah, I agree. She's doing a much better job at like actually talking to people. And like I'm actually like learning people's stories like... I think it's great. I think they're doing a great job. I'm so thankful Tasha was there. I could not do another episode of Claire. Like even when they cut I in couldn't. the middle to do Clarendale, everyone was like, Get I was off like, turn the it stage. off. Turn it off. Turn it off. I just want Tasha. I want to see her journey. I'm just I'm already living for it. And yeah, that's honestly all that's going on right now in my pop culture mind. Same. Oh, and um Sophie Turner had like a she did an interview like her first interview post motherhood and she said something like being a mother is the most rewarding job but also a job that I want like 10 to 15 days off of a month (laughs) honestly I I feel like all moms I'm not a mom obviously um surprise I feel like all moms (laughs) can relate to that attest yeah attest to that I feel like it's probably you love Sophie Turner news you're a big Sophie Turner stan I love her and I love her and Joe and I just think I wish them nothing but the best joy and happiness. Um, all right, bud. Moving on to our final segment of the podcast. Blast, Blast from, from the past. past. I feel like maybe that was together. We'll see. We'll figure it out. My blast from the past is really bringing it back to what we first talked about, highs and lows. Do you remember when we would get like week a week off for Thanksgiving in like elementary school and even like three days off in high school and it felt like the longest experience of your life? Yes. And it was like And I really miss it. And you were you wanted to be social again. So you were like yeah. I, I, you're like I'm so happy but like I kind of want to go back. 
And you like, if you went away over Thanksgiving and you like got oh, a tan you know and you what, like that, go back to wait, school. Actually, what am I talking about? That was so awesome when I would go away and get a t- I literally would bake myself. My mom would be so mad. But then I'd come <laughs> back, literally be a different shade of skin color. Yeah. And then everyone would be like, whoa, you look so good. And I was like, thanks. I know. Like I literally felt. It's always like. I, I just truly, when I'm tan, I'm a better me. So, so that was great. I agree. Use St. Tropez. That's what I use as a fake tan. Oh, I just got but, it, actually. Oh, I love it. It's my favorite. But um, I remember whenever I'd go away, or not even go away, but, like, when I would take, like, not to, you know, when there'd be a week off school, I would, like, always come back to school the following week thinking I was, like, the hottest shit. I like, know. Something like, something happened in that me. week. It's starting yeah. over. Yeah. I remember I came once with, like, my hair in a different way. I think I straightened it for once, and I was, like... Oh, these boys aren't going to know what hit them. Like, Thanksgiving Becca really is different now. Like, I don't know why, but I really just miss those breaks. There's no breaks in the real world. What? I said there's no breaks in the real world. I really miss those breaks. I know. I um, I actually get two weeks off for Christmas, New Year's, everything like that. I get one day. <laughs> <laughs> so. I know. I'm excited. Um, but So I'll figure out what I want to do with that. But um, my blast from the What's past... What's your blast from the past? ...is a fashion trend that I hope will never return, and it is feather earrings. <gasps> I used to be obsessed with these. I would wear them with... This is a fast, yeah. true fashion crime. Literally, I would wear feather earrings with a beret. Or like, Bud, you loved those berets. I'd wear feather earrings with a beret. Please, someone alert the police. What was I doing... Why was I allowed to do this? That's I, a bold I, move. I took photo booth pictures called, and I titled mm. it Me Modeling, and I posted it at, to an, as an album on Facebook with me yes, in feather course. earrings and a beret. I'm sorry. Call my mother. Someone take me home. I, I, I'm so upset I with hate myself. And I showed up, I remember the first day of eighth grade. I really felt like hot shit. Ooh. I was like, I, we're the top. We're the oldest now. Like, this is our year. Oh, we rule we the school. We rule the school. And I showed up to with, like, a yellow striped shirt and blue feather earrings. And I just chopped my Ooh. hair, like, super short. I was really not the most attractive. I, I, I'm <laughs> actually so appalled for myself. I have secondhand embarrassment thinking of that. I'm like, what? And, yeah. and there, I think there are some pictures somewhere. I don't know where they are. You'll have to find them. But I'm, I'm like, Ari, sweetheart, sweetheart, what are you doing? Sweetheart, don't. Did you ever get the feathers put in your hair? Yes. Oh, my God. I feel like I did that. Oh, my God. I had so many. I had, like, one put in, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is it. And then I went to school being like, I hope they don't think I've changed. <laughs> but I also do think, hope they think I've changed. I know. It's just, don't mind me just being a star, a different person. New year, new me. Don't mind me. Just a little Hannah Montana like weekend if transformation. You don't I just me, got some feathers. If you don't notice me, don't worry. It's just me, Becca. Do you notice anything? Oh, I have feather in my hair, so you might not know who it is. It's just, it's just. But me. I hope it. I really um, hope it never comes back because I don't foresee that coming back. I mean, but then again, like you don't know that. I like, never thought jorts yeah, would come back. Yeah, there's so many trends. All the trends recycle and come back. That you know, my mom will be like, "Oh my god, that was a trend when we were younger," and then and then yeah. they go out of style, and then they come back. I bet you our kids will be wearing shit like that, and we'll be like, or just maybe not even our kids yet. It'll be like one generation below us or something. Gen Z, whatever. I don't know. 
Are we Gen Z? We're like on the cusp of Gen Z and Gen X or Gen Z and millennial. Well, did you see the Gen Zs were like, oh, I love these flared leggings. That's like, bitch, those are yoga pants. Oh my God. Remember hardtail like, pants? They're, no. Yeah, they're like, that's the same thing. And they were hard. They're just basically, I'd wear those with Uggs and like five layer sugar a lips. Tail pants. Basically those yoga pants. I'd wear like five layered oh. colored sugar lips, like those yoga pants, Uggs, and like a Lulu headband. Amazing. Truly love to see it. Fashion queen. That's the style, bud. You are, you, Ari Diane, queen of fashion, first of her name, ruler of the yoga pants. I love that. And gauchos. I love that. And Tamagotchis. I love it. You finally have been crowned. How do you feel? I feel this is such an honor. I I just don't know what to say. I'm I'm just astounded by all the praise. Yeah. Well, don't let it get to your head. I mean, you could it's be already at my head. Dethroned. You could be dethroned. <laughs> you never know. There could be a mutiny. There could be someone else, queen of the yoga pants. Anyways, we, guys, it's late, and we are just kind of like talking, like. <laughs> Like queen of the yoga pants, who are we? It is late. It's actually eight p.m. on a weeknight, well, so it's, nine, it's time to go. It's nine eighteen. PM oh, for I me. forgot. Right, you're um, an hour in the future. Yeah. So, well, thank you guys so much for listening. We are so sorry that it's a little bit delayed. Blame the queen of the yoga pants. <laughs> I really, I, after we end this and listen to it, it, it better have worked, or I will literally throw a fit. I will literally just end the podcast right then and there. I will take it solo. I'll take it on the road. Um, yes, this is going to be posted on a Thursday. And then our our next episode should go live Monday, should Ari and I get our shit together, which I think we will because this will is too. a real catalyst for change. I, really I think, think we will too. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for bearing with us as always during our technological problems. And we hope you guys tune in again. Thank you so much. Goodbye.